2: uh doing you know podcasts and um you know being ambitious um you run the chair shot website and podcast network for those who don't know anything about it can you fill them in the listeners in on uh what it is where they can find it and why they should um pay attention
3: Yeah, no, definitely. So I started the chair shot in 2017 with some some other podcasters. I had been podcasting since 2011, started writing about wrestling uh, at 411 Mania back in 2010 uh, and and just wanted to to grow that and kind of do my own thing. And we started the chair shot and it's just gone through a lot of iterations. We had news for a while, but news is so impossible to keep up with, (laughs) but it's heavily opinionated. Uh, right. It's opinion-based, and and it's really just about enjoying what we have to offer and enjoying this business that we all love so much. And the ChairShot Radio Network is just a collection of podcasters about wrestling and outsider wrestling. Uh, about two years ago, a little less than a year and a half ago, we had some folks that wanted to start a podcast on pop culture called Bandwagon Nerds, and that was my co-host, uh, Patrick O'Dowd, who's been podcasting me with, deck, will be a decade in May, wow. and some others. And so I greenlit that, and that just kind of paved the way for us. some sports shows on the Chair Shot Radio Network. And, and a lot of, we got a video game show now, just a whole lot. So while wrestling is still our bread and butter, there's a lot of content that wrestling fans would enjoy. Sure. What you're not going to get is the cookie-cutter approach to, to wrestling. Now, my belief in podcasting is somewhat different than, than others. And you know this as, as being a podcaster – everybody talks about the same stuff. <laughs> same. Can I say shit or just. Yeah, shit? no, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody talks about the same shit. We just do. So it's cause that's just what there is talk about. And, uh, and while I can't stand sitting down on a podcast and going like match by match over a pay-per-view or something like that, like it's just not my thing. There are people out there that are great at it and, right. and let them do it. But to me, it's, it's. Pod thing about the people. And, and that's why you tune in. That's why you listen. You don't tune in to any one of my podcasts because I'm talking about raw or I'm talking about, you know, talking shit about AEW or whatever you're right. tuning in. Cause it's me. Cause it's Patrick O'Dowd. It's Miranda Morales. It's, you know, whoever else that we have together on our shows talking about these topics. And so uh, it's about the personalities more than topics. And so that's what we focused on on the chair shot is making sure that people have that freedom and that leeway sure. to be themselves and that's when they're really excelling, and growing. And some can't. Some some have this need to go out there with the cookie cutter IWC approach, cover things match by match, and they just usually they fizzle out because think you can get burnt out by that. But when you pick right. one topic and you just talk about it, sometimes you go off the rails and talk about a million other things. That's entertaining. That's fun. And that's what really matters. No one's gonna remember in three weeks that you talked about you know Bob Lashley winning the WWE Championship and how he's not going to hold it past WrestleMania. But they'll remember that you made them laugh that you right. made them think, that you made them smile, and that's why they tune back in. So that's what we're really focused on, on the ChairShot Radio Network and the chairshot.com. We are all about the opinionated content. Tell us what you think. What I can't stand is when I read an article, and by the end of it, it's, it's the, the, I still don't know what the person thought. Like, right. They ask a question in their title, and at the end they're like, it could really go either way. And I was like, I just read a thousand words to see that it could go either way? Like, no, like, tell me what you think. And so that's my, my thing, you know, I was kind of brought up on, on the Jim room theory of sure. have a take and don't suck. Even if I don't agree with you, I don't care, just right. have something and bring something to the table. That to me is entertaining.
2: Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with, um, just, I would say entertainment in general, but specifically in wrestling terms, no one likes a cookie cutter. <laughs> You know, you look at like as soon as John Cena got labeled cookie cutter, the fans turned on him. Same with Roman. It's, you know, it's the expectations of if something's a little different, if a personality catches you a little differently, then it becomes successful. As you know, we've seen with Roman Reigns all of a sudden go from the most hated to probably the most hated but loved guy in the business by simply just doing a different aspect of that personality.
3: Oh, yeah. When I wrote my first article at 411 Mania and Larry Zonka, you know, rest <laughs> in peace, um, passed away last year yeah. when he gave me a, a, a column that he was writing. And so it had a dedicated audience already. I wrote it. I publish it, whatever it goes up. The next day I go on and I see and I see all these comments and they either loved it or they hated it. And I realized, OK, that right there was lesson number one. All that matters is that you elicit emotion. Yeah. If they didn't care, they wouldn't say anything. And so, to me, that's a cookie cutter approach. And you break it. How you break that mold? And and to do that, you have to not be afraid. You have to not right. be afraid to to do things a little bit differently. What's interesting, though, is that sometimes you need the cookie cutter to then break out of the cookie cutter. You talk yeah. about John Cena, who now everybody loves John Cena. Right. Talk about Roman Reigns. Now everybody loves Roman Reigns. Well, the reason everybody loves Roman Reigns is because he's finally not what they hated before but he had to be what they hated so they could love him now and if if he had started off as the heel they wanted him to be they'd hate him now right so it's very very much you know people don't even kind of really know what they like sometimes and and it's uh and they need to be kind of fed that a little bit and, and taught that and then they they respond and they love it and they enjoy it and that's really what it's about promotional consideration paid for by the following
2: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Well, speaking along those lines, um, when you're promoting the IZW in Arizona, um, you know, you have quarterly events. My question is when you think of that um that attention span or that fickleness Mm -hmm. that fans can have, what are the positive aspects of running quarterly shows and what are the negative aspects Mm -hmm. of
3: running quarterly shows? That's a I mean such a loaded question and a great question and and one that, that I love talking about. Cause there's so many, so, so from a booking perspective and, and that's the great thing about when you're a promoter, you wear many hats. And for me, one of them is, is, you know, holding the book. It's very much, I'm still booking. Like you could take these quarterly events and run them weekly and they'd make sense. Right. It's just that people are willing to wait and have that anticipation because they know that, that we're going to deliver, right. We've got a great formula and and we know that we're going to deliver when that bell rings and when they walk through the door each and every quarter it's it, thankfully the talent is you know remains available oh that's a challenge sometimes as a talent situation can change right and we have plans that for some people would spend six months but for me it might take two years yeah. to pull off those plans because of and that was pre-covid um yeah. <laughs> just because of the fact that we were on quarterly events february of 2020 we ran an event and we had a uh, monster is the name of the event. It now takes place every February, which is a hilarious story. Cause I didn't even want to do about a battle Royal show. <laughs> I did one just to get us to the next event. It sold out and we didn't expect, we, we thought the next event was going to be the first sellout. Wow. And then everyone's like, you got to do this every year now. And so now I do it every year, but Watson, who, who you're familiar with from, Absolutely. from, you know, he works at FSW, he wins monster and he cuts his promo afterwards. And instead of saying may, he accidentally says March and the entire audience starts chanting. We <sighs> want March. We want March: oh, And sure. we're back there myself and, and the guy that I promote these with, uh, the Navajo Warrior he, we're just laughing, and, and we're like, we're, we start chanting, "You're getting May," because that's the other aspect of it. And you could talk to I know you talk to, to Joe DeFalco all the time. Sure.: it's a t- It takes a ton to put these on, and I've got a wife, I've got two kids, I've got a job, I've got a website. I've got, you know, all the other things that are going on in my life that we'll probably talk about. And so to put on these events and to do it right and to do it well takes a ton of energy, a ton of effort, and it just wears you out. And when we brought this back, we didn't want what it was in the past. ICW used to be weekly or biweekly back in the day. From 2000 to 2010, it ran every other Tuesday. At a bar, basically. And the bar shut down and so did the company. Like That's just <laughs> kind of the way it worked out. You lost your venue and everybody was tapped out. And so when we agreed to bring it back, it was like we've got to do it differently. And, and that's what, what allows us to do that there. The th- great thing about it is it's, it's like I get to promote – I get to run from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania to SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Like I get to put on four big events per year. IZW is not a – you know it's, it's a happening. Every time it happens, it's a big deal. Right. We keep it sp- Special by only doing four per year that allows us to to do that and and to bring it through and the talent gets geared up for for the izw events because they know they only get four shots a year if they're booked on all of them to really deliver and our audience is different our audience is different than if you go to some of the 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 companies that run regularly because we have some of the old school izw fans that don't go to anything else right and so for them they're excited to see the the wrestlers they have and the mix that we have, because we have a mix of the old stars from the back in the original days of IZW who don't really work anywhere else anymore. And then the up and coming stars who are, you know, busting their ass trying to, you know, drive to Vegas, drive to California, drive to Colorado, Texas, wherever to get bookings and experience. And when you bring it all together, there's just no other show like it in the world. And that's why, uh, you know, that's what makes it makes it great. And we've got to buy in from the fans. If I do something stupid, something that doesn't make sense, um, I can usually recover from it pretty easily, which is nice
2: what what is it um what does it mean to you to have uh navajo running it with you in terms of i mean uh, you know i'll I'll joke with him you know about his age because you know I, he was a veteran in 2000 when i was training in UPW mm-hmm. you know so it's it's, yeah. it's it's fun to see that perspective but it's also to me very invaluable to have Minds like his that come from the era that, you know, we came from where it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the storytelling was the primary focus of matches. The, the way to lay things out, the way to use the, uh, the audience to use, you know, the rest holds to work smarter, not harder. Um, What what does that encompass for you to have that kind of presence um, alongside you in these events?
3: It's invaluable. When I ran PHX Wrestling back in 2016, before I had to stop for some medical issues, it was even back then I assigned an agent, a veteran to every single match like it was something that I always saw the value in. When we did the original IZW, and I joined right around 2008. I was with RPW, which is Rising Phoenix Wrestling, which is basically a bunch of fans running a wrestling company. (laughs) Thought we knew everything. We knew nothing. And I was just an announcer, and I was trying to scratch by. And when Navajo became so busy and wasn't able to be at every event, somebody else started booking. They really couldn't book. So I started emailing that person ideas, and they just started using all my ideas. (laughs) And I remember one event, one of the wrestlers had a bunch of questions. And at at one point the guy was just like, just ask Greg. It was his idea anyway. And so at that point, everyone knew, okay, you're booking this stuff. And when you fast forward to now, um, I I produced what was called a reunion show for IZW. I came on board after it was announced. I was the producer behind it. And at that point, that's when Navajo and I sat on it for a couple of weeks and we both independently were like, we want to do this. We can't do it without the other person, but nobody wanted to ask. And so finally, I talked to some people. They said, if you do it, I'll be there. And then I called him up and we were like, let's do this. And we decided to do it. Um, but having his perspective is amazing. First of all, you talked about all the things the storytelling, the wrestling, how to do all that. We still, we still do that. That's what we do in ICW. Right. We, we don't try to do a lot of spots to the floor. We, we really try to focus on working the crowd. We don't have a hard camera and because we film kind of in the round a little bit and we really focus on the live event aspect of it. So you've got to work all four sides of the ring. You've got to work the audience, not the camera. Right. And that's, I think our fans like that and that's why our experience is so different. But he also like I primarily book everything in IZW, but we also uh, I'll bounce ideas off of him. And even lately we had one, I was just like, okay, we're going to finish the match this way. Then, then this person's going to attack this person afterward. And he was like, th- everybody always attacks somebody. Let's have them do a stare down kind of a nod where they realize they're going to get a one-on-one match. This was a triple threat, like just little things that he's seen a million times. Right. So it's like, okay, if we do it this way, it's going to be a little bit different and a little bit easier and a little bit better. Um, and that experience is amazing. It also helps when you have a thirty-year veteran. I, I, independent wrestling is, by all means, it's it's for us especially. It's a cash-based show-to-show business, right? right. Event-to-event business. And you can pull off bigger things when the Navajo Warrior asks for those things, and not Greg Demarco. So if I know something that I think we can pull off, and it's like, okay, this could be big. It could be too expensive or whatever. I'll be like, hey, can you ask about this? <laughs> and he'll. Get, if it's possible, he gets it, and it's it's just you know we have that advantage because of the thirty years of of goodwill that he's established by being this respected veteran by doing it the right way by yeah. by treating people fairly and and work hard, treat people fairly, earn respect. That's Adam Pierce's mantra, and they are good friends. So and and I'm lucky enough to to benefit and have that same relationship with Adam Pierce. But it is that's what's built you know that's what IZW is really built on on its foundation. And he, he brings that about. And, and even when he finally stops wrestling, and there is no timetable for that, by the way. People ask me all the time. We didn't have 30 last year, which is a 30-year celebration. People thought it was, it was his retirement show. Was like, no, he's not retiring. He is, is, he's not going away anytime soon. But even if he did, he's still going to be there. He's still going to have that influence. He's still right. going to do everything that he does backstage. Um because that's just the environment that we've created but i can't even put into words how lucky i am to do this do this with him do this with morgan his wife and to be able to put on these events like it's just we love it we have a blast every single time it's something that we you know as people we look forward to and normally when you're running wrestling events it's a source of stress and it helps that you, you we're always sold out before we even show up at the building but it's it's just we're just there, it's just a good time. It's something we get to look forward to four times a year, and we love doing it, and at the end it's over and we hug and we're just like, We did another one and it feels amazing. And that's a large part of both of our efforts, but having him having that influence, that thirty year veteran to look at things in his own way, it's just I can't even accurately describe how beneficial it is and how lucky I am to get to do that.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechesshop.com.
3: Sorry. <laughs> I made this comment last week to somebody, and we we're having a conversation. I think it was actually church related, uh, which I don't really do, but it was basically about, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and someone's literally drinking the Kool-Aid and it hit me. I was like, you know, I think a lot of people spend a lot of energy and effort trying to find what Kool-Aid they're going to drink next. And it's like, their life isn't complete if they're not just buying into something and being led by it. People want to be led. And there's few of us that are like, uh, I'd rather, you know, mix my own drink and, and go from there. And it's, I really do think that people are just jumping from Kool-Aid to Kool-Aid and because otherwise they feel directionless and I don't know if media has caused us to become that way If social media has because, caused us to become that way, but you don't need that, man. You, you can live your own life and you can make your own decisions and you can do your own great things. You don't have to buy into somebody else's. And that's, that's what we're taught. You know, we go to college, so we can get a job and work for somebody else. Like that's <laughs> what, what my life was for the longest time. And, and part of it still is right. I still have a job, right. But to be able to create and to be able to create opportunities and, and create and grow, is something that is great, and that's why I, I harbor on the AEW stuff all the time because it's it's such a big Kool Aid thing. And people are drinking the Kool Aid. A funny comment was made on Twitter, I think today or yesterday, and it basically was um, I made the comment about you know AEW running on a Friday to WrestleMania, week with a slap in the face in the Indies. And the comment was this great person obviously doesn't care about independent wrestling. If he's making a comment like that. And I just busted out laughing and somebody else replied in the comments. And they were like, do you know what he actually runs an independent wrestling promotion? I was like, I run an indie. I actively work to make it better. I actively work to make paydays bigger. Like I have to really do everything we can to make this the best scene possible. But it's so funny that someone was like, you obviously don't care about independent wrestling. They get a comment like that. And I'm like, Few people care more about independent wrestling than, than someone like me, but it just makes me smile and laugh because it's like, you're just drinking the Kool-Aid and and that's fine. You know, keep drinking it and, and keep going. But yeah, people really do live their life to jump from Kool-Aid bottle, to Kool-Aid bottle. And that's just not a way to live. And I feel bad for them. I don't know how to change it though. I really don't. All I can do is try to be that positive influence. Um And hopefully they come around and somebody smarter than me figures out how they can influence Man. them because it's bad out there. Especially on Twitter, it's bad
2: out there. You know, and it's fascinating because, in in a sense, um, the one thing that I think that is absolutely the the telltale sign is that people don't want to be wrong, and and that is is what it comes down to. So you'll be stubborn enough to um, stick with what you believe in or are convinced to believe in and what's very interesting is it's like a heel manager at that point because you have a belief the belief might not be a correct belief you know based on morals or you know something along the lines you know of the right or wrong but yet You'll still believe in it and you'll still sell that and you'll keep doing it because your end goal is to basically be as self uh, successful in your own mind's eye that you'll do anything to uh, undercut someone else to make you feel better about yourself. And it just, it just sucks.
3: It does. No, that's the truth completely. Everybody just wants to be right. And one of the things that if you listen to the podcast i put out i have no problem being wrong and in fact i like being wrong because then you learn something and that's been the great thing about something like izw and just running pro wrestling events in general you realize how much better it is when you don't do it all yourself and yeah. you rely on other people who are smarter than you in certain aspects and they rely on you when you're smarter than them in certain aspects and you learn and you grow and everybody does their part but then you look at a place like twitter which is a success pool for people who are just want to be right And, and, you know, and, and all they want to do is dish out L's everywhere they go. And it's like, okay. And then when you log off, what have you accomplished? Yeah. You either still have the same great life or the same miserable life you had before you sent that tweet, you know? And, and and to me, that's just, you know, why, why? So for me, honestly, all the stuff on Twitter is entertaining to me and it's, 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 it's entertainment. And when I go off, and, and, and that's, you know, I got a text message right before we went on air that was just like, how is the, you know, how has it been since AZW and all their, or since uh, AEW and all their fans against you? And, and it's just like, oh, I didn't even looked but it's really just, you know, it, it's, it's just not as big of a deal as people think it is. Right. Like, there's so much life out there outside of social media. And while it's great, and while it's been a great promotional tool for all of us, um, it's just a small snippet of life, like you talked about yeah. earlier. And yet we put you know so much a large percentage of our life and our life's worth and how we feel about ourselves into these people that sit behind a keyboard or a keypad on a phone and it's like who are they you know (laughs) there's real people close by you that you could probably spend a lot more time with and be a lot happier if you just logged off a little bit and it's it's we all fall victim to it myself included but yeah it's just it's so much negativity it doesn't need to be
2: Less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation and satisfaction in me. A little more buying, a little less buying, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and maybe satisfy me. Satisfy me.
1: The
0: Chair Shot.com. Always use your head.